Okay, so Nick, a horse walks into a bar. The bartender looks at him and says, hey, why the long face? Oh, God. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I am the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me as always... Dear. And we're still doing that. Oh, that's so loud. You really shouldn't... I'm going to cut that. I just want you to know. It's so incredibly loud. Nick doesn't like it when I flick my lighter. It's so loud. It's a Zippo. So we have a very special episode today. We recently went and participated in an event at the Hill Cigar Company. Imagine that. I know, right? Fourth episode in a row we're giving that place a, a free plug. They were having an event featuring CLE Cigars and Christian Eroa. And... The man himself was there, he came up, greeted uh, patrons, talked to everybody about the cigars, kind of just hung out in the lounge, and in general just had a really great time, and was gracious enough to sit and record an interview with us. He answered all sorts of nice questions, and we, we had a good time. And so we are going to be playing that for you here shortly. But before we get into the interview... We're going to light our first cigar. So, Ooh, the ceremonial cutting. Oh, are we ready for that? We're getting to the cutting in a minute. We're getting to the cutting for in a I'm minute. I'm jumping ahead, folks. You are. First, we're going to actually tell the folks what we're going to be smoking. Okay. So we're going to start off tonight with the Aroa First 20-Year Colorado. It's a box-press Honduran cigar. It has a Corojo leaf that's been aged for a minimum of five years giving it the reddish color for which it is named, according to the notes that I found online about this cigar. There you go. Yeah. So, um, And it, it came in a uh, sampler pack. It, it did. That we uh, received for going to the event. Yeah, they gave us a little sampler pack of four different cigars from him, and we decided just, you know, randomly amongst ourselves that this is the one that we wanted to smoke for, for this episode. So um, it does have, uh, as I said, it's Honduran. It has a Honduran wrapper. Uh, Honduran binder and filler. We are going to be smoking. It's a uh, Robusto, five by fifty. And now, Jeff, we will go ahead and do the ceremonial cutting. Brought to you by whoever wants to sponsor this. So we are going to cut the cigar. Well, he can do that, but I can't flick my lighter. <laughs> but see, it's appropriate at that moment due to the fact that we're talking about cutting. Oh, and now we're going to get to that. So. <laughs> That's going to be a thing tonight. Oh, it is. So we're going to cut it's, the cigar. It's like midnight, folks. We're recording this at midnight. We are. We are We are getting to this awfully late tonight, but it's okay. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, so I'll edit out the yawns. I turned 50 this week. There's something wrong with this. He did turn 50 this week, and I was going to go ahead and pounce all over that, but uh, he, he decided to go ahead and offer himself up there. Beat you to the punch. He did. I need to borrow your cutter. You don't look a whole lot older. I mean, you know, I guess that means you looked bad to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the way I took it. Thank you. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, oh, folks, here goes my cut. Before, uh, while he's cutting his cigar, I'll tell you. So right before we started recording, his uh, there is the cut. His um, staff got him a cake that has his face on it. 
And we should probably take a picture of that and post it on the. We uh, we, we very well socials. could. So he uh, he has his cake with his face on it, and uh, right before we start, he's you know getting a fork and he's gonna chow into this cake, and he's like, y- y- "Do you want to eat some of my face?" <laughs> I'm like, no, no, Jeff, I don't want to eat any of your face. <laughs> That tickled me. Uh, all right, so we're going to light the cigar now. And for some reason, they took this really nice picture that I took of myself out in the woods, mushroom hunting. Morels, by the way. For anyone in the, you know, lower 48 that likes to hunt mushrooms. And What, people this, in Alaska can't hunt mushrooms? I don't know if they have morels in Alaska. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't Canada, know. possibly. I have no idea. So, I've only hunted them in southern Illinois and Missouri. So, that being said... I take this really nice selfie out in the woods, and I'm actually kind of, kind of happy with the picture. It doesn't look bad, you know. I don't look too heavy. It's I'm I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm in the woods, and they they use a Snapchat filter and put a helmet on me. <laughs> it's just it's just wrong. Without getting too offensive, you're a special guy, Jeff. Nicholas. Nicholas. Anyway. So, yeah, my staff had a really good time with this, and they literally made me a cake with my face printed wearing that helmet in the woods on the front of the cake. I've eaten it all but my face. Well, yeah, you left your face for me, and I appreciate (laughs) that, I guess, in some weird way. (laughs) I'm going to light up. All right, go ahead and light up. So uh, I've started the cigar. Right off the bat, I'm getting a very earthy tone to it. I mean, it's good. It's, It's smooth. You're supposed to roast the foot, not toast the foot, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing some spot welding on his cigar over there, folks. Nick's a little pissy after midnight. <laughs> Here, hold on. I don't think you quite have it lit properly. Would you like this lighter? It. You have this like weird crescent lighting. I really going. do. He's like lit like a crescent of it, and there's this giant black spot every time he like puffs on it. That's much better over oh, there. Oh, it's peppery. Okay, so you're getting pepper. I'm getting pepper. All right. Well, I don't Jeff, think that's bad. No, no. Well, Jeff, before we get into this interview, why don't you give me your impression after meeting Mr. Oroa? Seemed very nice. Um, we were able to sit down, spend a few minutes talking to him. He seemed, like you said, very gracious. I, I was going to say, I mean, you know, we asked him for five minutes of his time, and we got more than double that. Um, and we were, And by the time we actually hit him up, you know, for the interview, it was it was fairly late in the evening. It was near the end of the event. Um, I wanted to do so specifically because, you know, these guys are there for a reason. When they come to these events and everything, you know, they're there to promote their brand and, and everything else. But ultimately, they're also there to work with the shop and sell cigars. What Nick isn't telling you is that he gets really shy at these events <laughs> and is scared shitless to go up and talk to these guys. I'm not scared. I just respect the fact that they're there for a reason other than, you know, sitting and talking to me, and I don't want to monopolize a lot of their time. You know, there's there's but, there were there were, were 20 there, other people there that all wanted a piece of time with this guy, and I figured, you Yeah, know, but we're the only ones with a podcast. This is true. And, you know, we're, we're, given, we're given basically free time. To come on and promote his product. And you know what? You're doing the man a valuable service. And that's true. And you know what? He gave us time and 
we really appreciate it. So. And if I hadn't gone over and asked him to come we over, would've he would have gotten. He would have been interview. in the hotel before you oh, got up the courage. We would have gotten the interview. It just, you know, it would have been fine. I just was being more polite, and Jeff was being the more, producer, going over more, and making it happen. More frightened than polite, but, oh, you know. So be it. Fine. It's you know, it, it, tomato, tomato. There you go. All right, folks. Well, without further ado, this is our interview with Christian Aroa. Christian, thank you very much for coming out to the Hill Cigar Company today. Pleasure's all mine, man. So, um, I just want to start with some of your background. So, you grew up in surrounded by the tobacco industry, obviously with your father and everything. Oh, but, but from what I've kind of learned, you didn't really initially plan on following in your father's footsteps. Can you kind of? Yeah, listen. I, I grew up in the uh, around the farms and, and the growing side more than anything when I was a kid, but. We moved around a lot when we were little. My father had an airplane accident in 77. I was five years old. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Tampa and went to different places. Although he was always involved in tobacco, you know, my father never really sat down and talked about work with me or anything. He was just uh, he was just focusing on building the company. He had three kids also. He was trying to, he was trying to make sure everything worked and, and uh, trying to learn how to walk again and, and everything. And the cigar industry and tobacco industry was kind of slow in the 1980s. It wasn't something that people really focused on. And I, I went to college. I always knew I, want, I started off in medicine. I really wanted to be in, in medicine for a while. And the first two years, we had a, a, a good friend of ours that was a college counselor. And she told me, why, why do you want to study medicine? I go, well, because I want to make money. She goes, you know, there's a new type of health care. It's called uh, HMOs. And they're really, you're not going to be able to make that much money as a doctor. I go, what? I don't know. I'm going to get the business in. <laughs> yeah. And... I moved to Miami, and a friend of my father's got me into factoring, which is a business where you buy accounts receivable, and it's almost like a finance thing. You help companies that are growing very quickly, and you can't get traditional financing. So I worked in that for about a year and a half while I was getting my master's degree. And then we sold that company. I was very young, man. I got my master's when I was 22 years old. And at that point, my father said, why don't you just come to Honduras for a couple Come to Honduras. Yeah. I figured I'm going to work with my father for about six months. And it took about, I don't know, two weeks for me to completely be understand that I was I was bred for this business and absolutely loved the business from the beginning. Yeah. And it was also the cigar boom, and I had a good opportunity to really make a mark, which is really what we want to do when we're going to the, in the professional world. We want to be able to make a mark from the beginning. And I was fortunate enough to come in at a time where a young guy that knew enough about tobacco, wanted to learn way more about tobacco, and was willing to work and, and put as much as uh, heart and soul into it to do well and, and be successful. And that's what I chose. I, I ended up liking it very much. Okay. So, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, you were involved in Camacho, and then Camacho was sold. Right. And, yep. then, and then from there, you struck out on your own and created CLE. Yeah, we did. Uh, my my impact was really when my father started growing a seed called Corojo, the authentic Corojo. See, we got it from Daniel, Daniel Rodriguez, from the real family, the only authentic seed that's, that's still out there now. Because there's some hybrids called Corojo 99, Corojo 2006, but it's not the real authentic stuff. Yeah. And uh, in, in, December two, in December 1999, we launched the first Camacho we did a sample run with Two Guys Smoke Shop in New Hampshire 
everything told us that the project was going to be a success, so we came out with a product in June or July 2000. For back then, it was called the RTDA. And the thing was a huge hit. So I also began to understand that I really like full-body cigars. And that kind of became my mark. And with Camacho, we were able to be the ones that really brought full-body cigars into Main Street. Yeah. Back then, it was really just the Dominican cigars, and they were kind of mild. Yeah. So uh, we, we built that company, did fairly well, and, and like in 2006, 2007, we were approached by three different companies, actually four different companies, and really Davidoff gave us the best opportunity because I knew we weren't going to be able to grow our brands any further than within the United States. Yeah. Davidoff has a fantastic distribution structure worldwide, and we knew that if we ever wanted our brands to go international, at some point... There's such a personal attachment to these brands that you want the best for the brand itself. Yeah. It's almost like a child. And so it was really a hard decision, but it had to be a selfless decision. And we said, okay, Davidoff is the right company to take the brand. So we sold that company in 2008. I was with them for a couple of years. Great people. They were nothing but nice to me all the time. But in 2011, uh, that, that was, I, I, I finally left that company. In 2012, July, my non-compete expired. And I was able to start the new company, which was CLE. Okay. We came out with CLE. We came out with Asylum Cigars and Winwood at that time. Okay. And then well, the Adora brand didn't come until a year afterward. Well, then that kind of leads me into my next thing. If you don't mind, just kind of talk about some of the cigars in your portfolio and, you know, just kind of some of the brands with the, under the CLE umbrella. Yeah, the main, the main, the biggest brand for our company is Asylum Cigars. It's not Nicaragua. Asylum Cigars was, uh, became known for being a full, uh, big ring gauge, 70 by 7, yeah. 80 by 6, and 80 by 8. We even have the Ogre also, the one that's got the Candela wrapper, the two, two different wrappers. And we also have, we had a project called Winwood in Winwood, which is a beautiful, beautiful idea, great concept. We had rollers and we were making cigars. It's called Factory Fresh. We're shipping cigars. You order cigars that are made for you again. Get them the exact the next day after you. Oh order. wow! It was really cool concept. It was very complicated to do because we had visas, we had rollers from Honduras, and it was hard keeping them in the factory. So yeah. They started they started they started disappearing. The rollers did. <laughs> and once they had the visas in the U.S., they didn't need to be with us anymore. Yeah. And uh, so then we also have the, the Sealy brand. We have Asylum. We had Winwood. Then the Aidoa brand came in. We also tried Osak and Angel Hoyle. We tried the Echicera, and now, you fast forward to today, now we have uh, Asylum Cigars, we have CLE, we have Winwood Hills, we ended up changing the name from Winwood, Winwood Hills, Aido Asylum, Schizo, Insidious, which is part of Asylum. Mm-hmm. We narrowed down our portfolio, because we also had to test and see, because we were brand new in the market. We had to really see what our customers wanted and what was connecting with, with our consumers. Okay. Um, so then in terms of kind of what you guys are up to now, is there anything like new or coming soon that maybe yeah, people bro, should be looking got, at have, that, that you want to tease out? We have four out? cigars that are really interesting. We have the Aidoa Dark, which is in stores now, very, very successful in the marketplace. Yeah. We have a limited amount of customers that have it. I can't make that many cigars of them. Yeah. So really, we're just shipping one or two boxes per customer a month. Okay. Then we have the Hamastron, which is in a pyramid box, which is fantastic. The cigars out of this world. The box is incredible. You actually want to buy the whole box and keep the cigars in the box because that pyramid box keeps the cigars for a very long time, 20 years, and they'll be perfect, like if you bought them yesterday. And then you have the uh, Pandemonium, which is coming out. I think this might come in August, but definitely in September. Okay. And we have another one called the Asylum 7, 
Okay. Which is coming out pretty soon as well. Those are fantastic. Pandemonium is going to be full body. Pandemonium is 52, 60, and 70 by 8.5. They're very big cigars, very oh, yeah. full body. Yeah. Um, so, kind of switching gears for just one moment. Um, you have the CLE Foundation. Could you kind of give a little bit of information about what that is and some of the work that it does? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to explain that this this second company, CLE, we're not driven by money. We don't want to be the biggest anymore. I'm not interested in any of that stuff anymore. I've done that. I've been the, I've been the biggest. We've made money. I'm really driven by something I learned from, from one of my mentors, which I've met a few times, and I... I don't know if I can call him a friend, but I know him well enough to, to respect him. It's JP DeJoy, the guy who owns Paul Mitchell and Patron Tequila. Yeah. He has an expression that says, success unshared is failure. And I live by that. I, I can't live a life where I, I, I only benefited myself and didn't help enough people. And you could argue that we've created so many jobs for so many people. We've done so much for Honduras. For jobs that I want to go five steps further than that. And I want to be... We already have Bayer certified our farms. We have zero impact on the environment. Okay. I want to go and be a positive influence on the environment. Nature side, with people, and with women. So we started the CLE Foundation, and my goal is to take about 25% of our profits every year and donate. I just want to give it away in projects that, that make complete sense. Yeah. And one of the things that, that we're choosing, I want to do reforestation is one of them. Easier said than done. There's a lot of corruption in our country, so I can't really buy a forest and reforest it because in 30 years, some jackass might come in and just chop all the wood, and I just made somebody a millionaire. Yeah. All right, so I have to figure out a way to protect those forests. I haven't found the solution yet. Okay. Then I want to do scholarships for children. Again, also very hard for the visa situation. How do I really do it? So we ended up, almost by accident, ended up supporting a women's breast cancer center. Okay. Extremely rewarding. I, I didn't think it was going to be this rewarding. We, there's a center in Tegucigalpa. We did something. We had about 100-something women tested. We had two close calls. But it turns out everything, everybody was fine. So what we ended up doing now is we rented an office for them in Dan Lee in our town where they see about two or 300 women a month. And we're trying to feed on that now. I think that'll, that'll be a bigger focus for us in 2020. Because the companies take so much money to get get up and going, we invested a lot in, in this company. So now we're just figuring out, once we get the cash for the situation, we can pay, cover our loans, cover everything, and, and now that we're profitable. And in 2020 is when we're going to start looking at funding mechanisms for the Sealy uh, Foundation. And I think we're going to focus a lot on the women's centers, on the breast cancer centers. I think it's simple, it makes sense. It's something that people are incredibly ignorant about it in, in my country. Yeah. We're dealing with very poor people, very uh, very humble people. Yeah. And we got to be able to help them somehow. And that, that's really the function behind CLE and the foundation and the company. And really what drives me. I want to change people's lives, man. I want to be in a position. I'm in a position to do it. I really want to do it. And it really brings a lot of pleasure to me. No, that's fantastic. Thank you. So my last question, I like to ask this of, of you know, owners and and whatnot so aside from your cigars because i know you love your cigars are there any other cigars that you're just like that's caught your eye or that that you've had that you've enjoyed or anything like that that stands out no i mean look we have we have about two cigars a day or three cigars a day in us okay i'm usually the testing a sample i'm smoking something that's in production yeah 
I'm traveling. I want to taste and see how cigars travel. So I don't really get a chance to smoke anybody else's cigars. It's not for any other yeah. dumb reason or arrogant reason. I just don't. I don't have enough cigars in me in a day gotcha. to be able to smoke anybody else's. And we don't market sample. We don't. We don't sit here and say, okay, hey, so and so is doing very well with their brand. Let's see what they're doing. Yeah. We don't do that. I just do a complete interpretation of what's in my mind. Yeah. And that's really what we focus on all the time. And I really wish I could tell you I had an answer about somebody else's cigars that I smoke, but I, I just don't. No, that's fine. All right. Well, Christian, thank you very thank much you, for your time. I really right, appreciate buddy. it. Pleasure was mine, man. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Well, we want to really thank Christian Aroa for taking some time out and answering the questions and everything. I mean, I thought that was really gracious of him. I'm not going to lie, Nick. I'm amazed at how well the audio picked up as loud as the room was. It was crowded in It there. was crowded, and I'll tell you, it seemed like near the end of the interview, some of these guys were getting even louder on us. Um, I don't know if it was just, you know, just the way the, the conversation was going or what, but yeah. Well, Scared I was going to have to get up and whoop some ass. Those lapel mics, did, they did their job. They really did. They really did. The video know. I shot not so much. No, it's, <laughs> it sucks so bad. You can't hear a word you're saying. No. So, um, but thank God we, you know, doubled down. We doubled down. We got the audio. So it was an audio good. redundancy. It's good. It's good. So, but anyway, so no, I was, I was very happy that he took the time. Um, I got to admit, you know, doing the little bit of research into him, you know, prior to sitting down and everything like that, that's when I learned about the CLE Foundation and all the good works that they do, you know, specifically in the area of breast cancer screenings and treatment and whatnot for the which, for the for the ladies. Which is near and dear to my heart. My mom was a 38-year breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. So I was I was actually very proud when I heard him talking about that, and I I think that's a great cause that he's gotten behind. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, you know, and for him to say that he's going to take 25% of the profits from his company and donate it to this foundation and do all this good work. I mean, you know, that, that, that's, that's awesome. You know, I mean, it tells you that when you're buying one of his cigars, you're not only buying a good cigar, you're also doing some good, good work for, for, for people that need some help. Absolutely. So, so, so through the magic of podcast editing, we have, uh, and some time and me sitting here eating on my birthday cake and whatnot. It's true. Eating his face. We have and, um, and drinking chunky water. Yeah, we'll get to the chunky. So, so all right, we'll get to the chunky water real quick now. So, Jeff and I, there's one gas station in Nashville, Illinois, that we can find this specific brand of aloe water, and you know, you I've get introduced it, Nick to the aloe water. You get it, and it's like you know, I have the strawberry, he has the watermelon, and. Um, Mine's the tropical fantasy. It's good, but it's got these little chunks of aloe in the water, and they're super unsettling. And he he started to take a drink as we were coming back, and I was like, finish chewing your water, and let's get going with this. <laughs> the, the chunky water was not a well-thought-out plan on the no, podcast. No, you don't want to be eating while you're doing this. No. Chunky water. But chunky anyway. water. But it's really, really good, and it's a dollar a bottle. It's true. So we have finished the 20-year... Uh, Colorado. Yes. Very, for me, a peppery cigar. More more than I'm accustomed to. I, I got to. the pepper. I got the pepper. I mean, it was, like I said, I, I got a, I got an earthy flavor from it. You were it. right. Very earthy. It, earthy, and, and but yeah, I got the pepper. But um, not bad by any means. No, it was a good smoke. I enjoyed it, and I mean, it's it's, it's quality smoke. And 
Nick wanted us to light up before we got back after the interview because yeah. he couldn't stand it. I didn't want to do another torch. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to go through all that lighting process with him. And the again. clipping and, and the lighter. Just everything. It's just such an ordeal. So, Nick, have I showed you my Zippo? Oh, stop it. So with that being said, we uh, have started our second cigar, as we teased at the end of last episode. We are doing two cigars this week. We have... It's one the, in the morning. Why wouldn't we? Why not? For the back half of the show, we have a CLE Connecticut. This is a 6x60 because this came from the box of cigars that I bought at the event. And as I told you before, I prefer the 60 ring gauges. So This this cigar, Nick, is in my wheelhouse. Tell us a little bit about it. So it is a, like I said, 6x60. Its wrapper is Ecuadorian with a Honduran binder and filler. The the little app that I use here does say that it is a medium strength, but I you know I'd go more mild to medium. I don't know if I'd classify. It I'm as putting it in the mild category, which is what I like. Medium. So, so no, it's a it's a nice, flavorful, Connecticut shade. I took know. a cold draw off of this one. Oh God. Before we uh, started, Here we go. I just wanted to be able to pass this on to folks. Hints of tea berry. wonder how long I can milk that. Noticing a theme here. So, <laughs> Cracker Barrel's going to start seeing all these random cigar heads coming in going like, do you guys have tea berry gum? It's well, really good. I mean, tens and tens of cigar heads <laughs> Tens in and tens. So anyway, it's soon to be dozens. We're building. We are building. We are building, although with no help from Facebook and Instagram in terms Bastards. of you know advertising, they don't want my money. So that's okay. I don't want to give it to Mark them. Zuckerberg. Can suck it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, are we doing the mailbag later? We will do the mailbag in just a little bit. I'm excited bit. about that. But first, I want to touch on something else. So, um, I this week got a. Uh, I, I signed up and got my first package from Stogie Bird. Stogie Bird, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is a subscription, kind of like the little subscription boxes, you know, that you can sign up for, and every month you get one in the mail, and it's got different stuff in it and everything. So, Nick, where did you learn about Stogie Bird? Oh, God. I guess I get to bring up the Cigar Vixen this week. So, yeah, so... Delisi, if you're Delisi, listening, please reach out. Seriously, Jeff. So, anyway, so I did learn about... Stogie Bird from the Cigar Vixen, and so I went and checked them out, and I gave them a try. I did the, um, they have multiple tiers, but I did the mid-level tier. It's it's a five, you get five cigars for $40, and it's really great because not only is it a, a package with, you know, all sorts of different cigars, but it comes in this really neat tube that is uh, power, that has uh, Bovita packs in it, and um, so this tube with the bag that the cigars are in can actually act as like a little travel humidor for, you know, in a pinch. And so it's, it's really great. They come nice and humidified. You know, they're, they're not too humidified, not too dry. I mean, they're, they're, they're perfect. They're straight ready to go in the humidor right out of the package. We were supposed to open the package on the show. I got a call from Nick today somewhere around noon. And he'd already busted into it because he couldn't stand it. I couldn't help it. Like a it was, hit on Christmas it morning. It really was. I had this box, and I just knew there were cigars in it, and it was great. So if you go on the, on the Cigar Pulpit's Instagram, it's just The Cigar Pulpit, you can check out the post that has all the photos and information about the various cigars that are in the box this month. 
It was uh, quite a little treat, and I do fully plan on signing up and doing the eight cigars. The, the bigger tier is eight cigars for $60. So I do plan on upgrading and going ahead and getting the eight cigars for 60 bucks. I think for future shows, we will, I will resist the temptation, and I will, uh, I will hold out and do an unboxing maybe here on the show at some point. So I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun too. And what I like about the idea of it is that it gives me a variety of cigars that, you know, in all fairness, some of these cigars I've never heard of, never seen. And this is a way for me to expand the horizons and try something different and, you know, get a, get a, get a little, little variety in the, in the, in the life. Well, and that's one of the things we talked about because Nick was telling me the cigars that he got. And for one, I like to do some art with the cigar bands. So I told him that I can't wait for him to smoke the cigar so I can have the bands. But two, it is a way that it just kind of, it gets us out of our comfort zone. Yeah. You know, with what we're smoking to, to try some variety. For example, like, you know, I've told you guys that I really like the 60 ring gauge cigars. I think the biggest ring gauge in this in this Stogie Bird that I got was maybe like a 52. Here, I can actually bring up the, uh, the notes about it here. Um, While you're looking that up, I'm going to tell you, I'm really enjoying the CLE. This is a I'm good sorry. cigar. They're all 50s. They're all 50s. Yeah, no, this, yeah, real briefly going back to the CLE Connecticut, it is a good cigar. It's a solid, solid smoke. I like it. It's got a good flavor. It's not super heavy, so it's a, it's a good, I, you know, it, I like to start, when I'm sitting down and having, you know, a nice day of smoking, I really enjoy taking, a, starting off with kind of a more mild smoke and then building to maybe a heavier you know, or, or stronger smoke, and this is definitely a nice, you know, opening salvo kind of cigar, you yeah. know. Which we smoked second. Yeah, yeah we did kind of go backwards here. <laughs> um, I'm thinking we went against everything you just said on did. this podcast. We did. So within the Stogie Bird box this month, I got the uh, Cabrera Super Premium. That was a five and three quarter by 46 uh, from the Dominican Republic. I also got the Habano Espinosa uh, from Nicaragua. That's a five and a half by fifty. Pardon me, Nick. I got. I started laughing thinking about something. I'll tell you later. Robusto in the show. And uh, that cigar, the Habano Espinosa, according to this, was rated ninety-two by Cigar Aficionado and received the Cigar of the Year in two thousand twelve from Cigar Dojo. There was also the biography from Frank Herrera. It's a uh, six by fifty. And was rated 91 by Cigar Coop. And then there is the Diffuser by Alpha Cigar Company. It's a 5 by 50 And finally, I received the Guardian of the Farm from Aganorsa. And it comes from Nicaragua. And it also was a 92 rated cigar by Cigar Aficionado. And received the number 8 Cigar of the Year in 2017 from Cigar Aficionado. All five of these cigars are brand new to me. I mean, yep. completely brand new to me. So I am I'm really happy with um, my first box so far. So, and there were three others that I would have received had I done the eight, and I can't remember them off the top of my head. I know one was a my father, and uh, one of my favorite cigars. Yeah, and I can't remember the other two, <clears throat> but uh, they also sounded really good. And I, I mean, I would have been 
thrilled to get those as well. So, so I, I, I actually got myself laughing. I noticed. <clears throat> I apologize. So the reason I got myself laughing is when we uh, taped the intro for today's show, I told a little quick joke, which I think is hilarious. Uh-huh. Jeff but it got likes me, his cheesy jokes. It got me thinking about another joke. Oh, he's going to do it. I'm doing it. Oh, he's going to do it. Nick, have I ever told you the whale joke? I've heard it many times. Each day is better than the next here. Okay, you ready? Whale walks into a bar. He's carrying a bag of lobsters and a hammer. Walks up, gets drunk, beats the hell out of the lobsters with the hammer. The next night, the whale walks into the bar again. Bag of lobsters, hammer, repeats the same thing. Third night, whale walks into the bar. Bag of lobsters, hammer, gets drunk. Again, third night in a row, beats the hell out of the lobsters. Fourth night, walks into the bar, bag of lobsters, hammer, gets drunk, beats the lobsters with the hammer. Fifth night, you ready for this, Nick? Whale walks into the bar, you know what he's got? I would assume a bag of lobsters and a hammer. He has a bag of lobsters and a hammer. You are accurate. You've crystallized my thoughts eloquently, my friend. Walks up to the bar, and as he walks up to the bar, the bartender says, whoa, 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 whoa. Look, tonight, before I serve you, you got to tell me, what's the deal with the hammer in the bag of lobsters? And the whale looks at the bartender and says, Oh! I mean, what else would a whale say? I hear crickets chirping. Lots of crickets. <laughs> so, there you go, Nick folks. loves that joke. Now you've heard the whale joke. So... Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. This is what we've been reduced to. Four episodes in and he's deciding he's going to do the whale joke. Whale joke kills. I, you know, in all fairness, that when, that night you told it at Hooters, it was just, you had more I've, people laughing. <laughs> You've never had that many people laughing at that Especially joke. young, pretty girls. Yeah, that was, that was amusing. Are you kicking the table? No. <laughs> No, nowhere near it. Okay. That might be a wild animal uh, on your deck. I could be. Because so. I saw what what I can only imagine was a cougar yeah, we're, run through the uh, trees behind you a minute ago. I didn't want to tell you and freak you out, but I don't know what the hell it was, but it was ginormous. So we are recording on my deck tonight for a change of pace, and he brings that up. And I'll tell you what, Jeff. I have seen animals run along that tree line before. I don't know what the hell that was, but it was huge. <laughs> I mean, I have seen animals run along that tree line before. So, yeah, watch watch my back. Yeah. Well, I, hey, it's kind of like that night with, in Giant City with the raccoon. I don't, I don't have to be the fastest. I just have to beat you. Mm-hmm. I guess in this case, there are only two of us. We are going to wait on the raccoon story for another day, just because I think we've had enough stupid with the whale joke and everything else tonight. But, That's quality. But let me tell you, the raccoon story... <laughs> Can we talk about your shirt? What about my shirt? I'm just impressed that you're confident enough with your manhood to wear that thing. All right, folks. So, I'm wearing a polo shirt, and it's purple. Okay. And He's not joking, folks. It, it's purple. It's purple. Now, in all fairness, when I bought it, the light in the store was a little more dim. I thought it was darker than what it actually is. But, you know, I figure it's a shirt. It fits. 
It, I, it actually looks really good on you. And What did your front office person say to you about it? She said the same thing. She said that it looked good on me. And then she said that I look like Grimace. <laughs> yes, folks, Grimace. The fat, gumdrop-shaped <laughs> McDonald's character that was all about eating hamburgers. I'm not going to lie, folks. When he told me this story, it, it, it just brought a level of joy to my heart that I haven't seen in many, many years. It took me a minute to process that my employee said that I looked like Grimace. <laughs> and then I just left. And then my business partner thought it was really funny and said that he liked her sense of humor. And I'm like, oh, great. That's awesome. <laughs> I do, too. I'm glad you guys are all amused by this. Well, and see, here's the thing. If you didn't look so good in this shirt, I wouldn't pick on you. Like, if it really looked bad on you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dog you. You know what, this. folks? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a picture of myself in this shirt and I'll put it side by side with Grimace and we'll put it up on the Instagram so that everybody can see that. I think that needs to happen. I definitely think that needs to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that because I, I can make a joke of myself, I guess. How's your cigar going? It's going great. I'm about not quite a third of the way through it. Maybe, yeah, I'm right about a third of the way through it, I would say. And uh, boy, it's staying steady. It's it's just a great smoke. I have nothing nothing bad to say. Nope. We're going to deviate here a little bit. Oh my god, are we going to the mailbag? We're gonna go to the mailbag. Oh yeah. So we've been Nick, I'll I'll tell you what, folks. Nick put this podcast together and kind of came up with the idea for everything and you know we we worked on the name a little bit together, but he's done a lot of the building on the social for this. And I'm really happy for him that we're getting feedback. And if you're out in the listening audience, please, please, please let us know what you think of the podcast. Definitely. Additionally, if you uh, listen to Podcast 3, we're going to take the George Costanza photo on the couch with Nick in his boxers. We haven't gotten anywhere near 100 no, comments No, so we on need that, 100 buddy. comments on Video 3 to be able to make that happen. That was Nick's be- pledge, and I'm going to hold him to that. Podcast 3. What did I say? You said video three, but that's Oh, I apologize. Podcast. Nobody wants to see this in video. It's very boring. But that photo is going to make a great backdrop for our socials. So, please, folks, do me the favor. Please make him do this picture. We have a a couple of ratings off off of our iTunes, or I should say Apple Podcasts. Let's hear it. Page. First one, great for experienced and new cigar aficionados. Gem- Very kind. I know. Gemeline says, humorous, informative, and packed with information about different cigars. Very easy to follow, even though I'm new to learning about cigars. Clear audio. Give it a listen. Thank you, Gemeline. That was very kind of her. I'm assuming it's a her based on the lean at the end. I would think so. It's a, it's a safe bet. I, mean, I, I would think. Um, then we have... It's probably more Gemeline. Little lean. Maybe. I I think it's Jim Align. Whatever. I mean, okay. Based on based on me looking at it. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't want to fight with you, Nick. Is that are you okay? I'm fine. You seem really stressed tonight. I'm great. Okay. Um, Are you up past your bedtime? It's a little late for me, but that's okay. (laughs) Same here. Mrs. Sims says this is such a fun podcast to listen to. Full of facts and humor, and Bishop and Gator have a great banter that ties it all together. 
I subscribe not only to the podcast, but all of their social media. Thank you, Mrs. Sim. Loved watching the video of how to smoke the liquor. She's referring to oh, uh, the video that we put up on the Instagram. About I'm not going to lie. That was the first time we had ever done that, and it was yeah. it was great. It was great. And then she says she can't wait for the next episode. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Sim. And finally, we have one more from Pink Bronco. It's a very interesting handle there. I mean, whatever. Go for it. Pink Bronco. Titled, Entertaining and Educational. Nick and Jeff are really entertaining. It's fun, educational, and interesting. They're cigar aficionados and help the rest of us feel cool just by learning from them. The color commentary keeps me coming back. Carry on, Bishop. Thank you, Pink Bronco. Thank you, Pink Bronco. So, yeah. I swear to God, I never thought I'd hear myself say that in my lifetime. <laughs> so, yeah, keep the keep the reviews coming. Keep the comments coming. You know, I'm compiling and, and building them up as we go and everything. I mean, you know, send us some questions. That's the other thing. I mean, reviews are great, and I feel, I mean, it kind of, you know, feels it feels weird. I, I'm, a, I'm, believe it or not, kind of a humble person, so it feels weird reading off reviews talking about how I, on great the other hand, I on the other hand am not. It's true. So now you know, one thing I'd like to ask the listening audience for, give us your suggestions on cigars. Let us know what you'd like to have a smoke, what cigars you like, and let us try those. Exactly. So I think we're good here. I think so. So what are your uh continued thoughts on the CLE Connecticut? Oh it's it's smooth. It's been a consistent smoke throughout. Um I, you know, I'm a Connecticut guy, mm-hmm. and and this is a this is a little bigger rain gauge. I like to stay in, you know, maybe a little more of a Toro range, but it's it's a great cigar. It is, it is indeed. Well, indeed, the, the CLE is coming a variety of different. You know, there's the Maduro, and you know, all sorts of different ones. I mean, he's he's all over the place with the CLEs, so this is this is good. Well, and the, you know what, he puts out quality cigars. It's true. The man, I, I the, man, the man knew what he was talking about when we got to beat him. I was very impressed by him. He's the second cigar manufacturer we've got to meet and interview now. It's true. We're up to two. So we're just racking and stacking. I was going to say, with more to come, hopefully. So Awesome. Yeah. So what are we going to do next time? Do you want another joke? No, I don't want another joke. I want to know what cigar it was. Oh. I could do the whale joke again. No, I think we've all gotten everything we need out of the whale joke. classic. I think we're good. Okay, so Nick, I think we should do a My Father cigar. Well, that's good, because I actually have one here, so next week, we'll go ahead and do the My Father Promisa. Ooh. Yes. Here's the My Father Promisa. This is a Toro 6x52. We will give that a shot. Let me take a look at that real quick. Sorry, it's the La Promisa. I missed the La. La Promisa? I'm reading this under the light of the moon in my back porch light, so I do apologize. Garcia Garcia. It is the My Father La Promisa. It's Toro. a uh, little little darker wrapper, but the My Fathers that I like tend to have a little darker wrapper. It's a nice there Toro. There you go. I'm looking forward to this cigar. That. So, folks, if you're in the audience and you want to join in, we put the podcasts out once a week, Thursday night, Friday morning, somewhere in that range. Yeah, it, you can... Sometime-ish, it's, you know, 
it's one of those things where if I think I'm going to sleep in on Friday morning, I'll go ahead and throw it up about 10-something for a Thursday night, and then that way it's just out and available. But so, yeah. yeah, go out to your brick-and-mortar cigar store and grab one of these if you have uh, one available, and uh, you can smoke along with us on the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Nick, this has been a blast. It has been fun. Folks, do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe, share this with friends, leave a review. We greatly appreciate it. Otherwise, this has been Nick, the Bishop of the Burn, with Gator. And this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Stay smoky, everyone. <laughs>